Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with the magnificent Rashonda Brooks. She's a filmmaker and multi-creative, originally from the south side of Chicago, but currently resides in Portland, Oregon. In this conversation, we discuss the importance of building community, creating opportunities for black and brown entrepreneurs, and investing in our future by first knowing what we want and then engaging with the meaningful work. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Aaron Robinson. <laughs> Hello, Rashonda. As we said before, what is your last name? <laughs> People don't need to know that. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Rashonda, it is. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I am doing very well. Yeah, you seem very, what does your shirt say? Very, very relaxed. relaxed. Yeah, so have, we, have we gone to very relaxed yet? I think no. really no. Shit, what was, oh, okay. You started out as, as in, what? Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. relaxed, okay. but you don't want me to get very relaxed, then I'll be really comfortable. Which, let me say this differently. Um, that's like really the state of like when I'm really chill downtown, downtime, less conversation. Mm. So very relaxed is a good state for me. But for a podcast, we want to stay here. Okay. But have we moved from pretty relaxed? What's in between pretty relaxed and very relaxed? Um, just a different level of comfortability that I don't have a phrase for. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. It is a feeling. And we are there. I will give you that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's all I aim to do in my in my life is like, how do we mm-hmm. kind of adjust each other's energies mm-hmm. to a place that feels good? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. instead of like seeking and trying to find it outside by yeah. some other stimuli. It's like we been tricked into like searching and seeking the wrong thing that's going to achieve this harmony within and oftentimes it really comes it comes from self first but i think we have a lot of influence in each other's lives and we do and definitely yeah and to create homeostasis in one another is like what's better than that okay how are you feeling are you very relaxed are you on I'm, that in between space i'm very relaxed right now it's like when you're on your purpose mm-hmm nothing else has to be like complicated it's like we just got done shooting with jason hill he just stepped out um hi jason yeah hi jason what's up we're deciding whether or not we wanted to to record the podcast with him here or not we basically did we did like a fake podcast because we were we were having the conversation yeah it was a test run but it was like we had so many gems in that yeah but at least like now we get to like really Uh lock it in and we got the production side of it done and now we're here yes and there'll be more gems also since we're name dropping i want to shout out very relaxed it's an oakland based company and that's where i got my sweatshirt from so that's also context to why we're talking about am i very relaxed or not dope have you been in were you in oakland recently no uh yes but recent as in uh what month was that it was oh no 
It was December. I was in Oakland. Yeah, December. I was in recent. a Bay. I was in the Bay Area. What were you doing there? Um, I used to live in San Francisco. I lived there from 2008 to 2015 before I moved to Portland. So I just went to see friends, and then I have family in Sacramento. So after I left the Bay. I went to Sacramento, um, just getting away from the Oregon rain and gray and winter and snow and all these other things. People. That sometimes um, <laughs> that I wasn't really feeling at the time. But, yeah, more so the weather, trying to get away from that than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have my relationship with the weather has changed over the years, mm-hmm. like where, yes, outwardly it's not like inspiring but i feel like you got to bring your own sunshine to the dance it's like if you're looking at the external conditions Mm -hmm. to to basically tell you how to feel inside then you're gonna be (laughs) in for a treat when when it's never gonna be like happy so it's like oh how do i bring light to this environment and try to feel good Mm -hmm. when the world is telling me to be sad and be depressed yeah. and be inside it's like no nah, i'm gonna flip it on its head and, exactly. and, and choose to be to be the light mm-hmm. so when did you move to portland Twen- december 2015 actually on my sister's birthday december 2nd oh you don't like your sister no i'm not <laughs> what <laughs> you what? Like, you're like i'm gonna leave i'm playing no <laughs> me and her well also her and i haven't lived together in any context in many many years so mm-hmm. i wasn't leaving my sister <laughs> you're like, like i'm gone also i don't want anybody to ever think i don't love my sisters sisters word why did you choose portland um man part of me wants to say that portland choose me but reality was i was living in san francisco like i said and I needed more creative space. And as we all know, rent in California is expensive. It's always been expensive or high. And it just, everything was going up. My money wasn't changing. My space wasn't changing. So I needed to make some change. So the year before, I had came and visited my cousin Vaughn, who lives here in Portland. And I live with her, and we're great. Um, anywho, I came to visit her for my birthday and I was looking around and I was like, I could do this. I could live here. Like, it looks like a version of the Midwest and Cali merged together. Mm. I'm originally from Chicago, Southside. So I was like, yeah, I could totally, this could work. And I was like, and if I don't like it, you can move. You can leave at any point you decide. So what is it now? Six years later, I'm in Portland. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm six years, too. And similarly, like, being pleasantly surprised by the amount of, like, space and autonomy one can have. It's like, yo, like, you have your space. Nobody really steps into your space, like, at least, like, consciously. Like, at least in San Diego or Mm -hmm. any other, like, larger city where there's, like, this idea of competition Mm -hmm. and there's kind of, like, you see the momentum going. But it's, like, here, it's just, like, you look around and it's, like crickets like there's not a lot of people just like walking the streets and and you know like in bigger cities when it's just like oh like what are those what are those folks Mm -hmm. up to it's like oh what are they about like type of thing you don't really run into that because you basically are that yeah it's like a hub for culture creativity and activity Mm -hmm. it's like we are the people doing the things and we're not trying to become or gain access to right. a group. It's like yes. we are the group yeah. in Portland. We are. Which is really nice to 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 step into and just know that we move at we can move at our own pace here. Mm-hmm. Which is a 
it's like a, a double-edged sword because yes. it's like if you don't find your own motivation it's easy just to kind of kind of like fall out in the wash mm-hmm. and not do things because like people come here to quote unquote retire but it's like but if you have like a vision mm-hmm. this is a place to build yes portland is definitely a really good space for visioning creatively in general just so like it can be a really good reset for i think for anybody regardless of what your um field is um and then to your point too about like if you don't find the motivation on top of it, if you don't find the community or the community doesn't find you that can be definitely off-putting because i have many friends who have i met here in portland and they just was like no <laughs> like mm-hmm. the community was not here for them in the ways that i can say community has been here for me and that's you know that's everybody has a different um experience yeah how let's break down like how do you find community in portland because i'm sure it's different in in different places but how did how did that work out for you um well i guess i'll go back a little bit so community is something i think that people seek out um it's many different things so i'm trying to like be clear about how i want to say this so like I was saying before, being from Chicago, I didn't necessarily have to seek the community out because I was born into it. Obviously, my parent, my parent home, and then um, it's a very like black situation. I lived around black people all the time. The South Side is dominantly, proportionately black. So um, while I would do other things with other races, my neighborhood, my church, school—well, not school, but <laughs> so many other things were black stores. All the stuff. So in I say that in the way that where you don't have to look for it because it's there. But then in a space like Portland, yes, I feel like for me, I definitely sought it out. And I will also add on top of it because I already had somebody that was living here and it was my family. It just made it easier for community to come to me or for me to have access to the community that I wanted because it was not also like that when I was in San Francisco. I did end up having community and still have community there. It's just... I know I ventured out to get that and in this space I came into it and I still had to do some venturing to like solidify certain things and friends and stuff like that. So the community I think in Portland that I also started to seek out was a little more film based and creative based which is um, different from you know my cultural demographic but it was still the things that I knew that I wanted and needed and that yeah personal research putting yourself out there um there's so many ways you can put yourself out there but you just need like technically one person but it's always nice when it's more and they click up it lines up mm-hmm. yeah I, that's something that i feel like is part of the magic of portland is like like at some point like everything just makes sense and it clicks because you meet all of these people individually and then there's going to be a moment actually my like my everything coming together moment happened at jupiter next at your ygb event oh nice where and i was i i think carlos was djing or somebody uh-huh. but like, i looked around and i was like oh this is that moment mm-hmm. for me where it's like i knew so many people that i had met individually and they were all in the same space and that's when portland got small mm-hmm. i was like oh i'm in it now like there's no more seeking because there was a point like when I got here, mm-hmm. I think which is very important is like knowing what you're looking for. Like yeah. if you want if you have if you're like 
focus is in a niche. Yeah. It's like finding that niche and finding like the people that are interested in film. Like mm-hmm. I was like, uh, still am into like creativity, like photography, like videography, mm-hmm. art in general. Like that's just what I do. It's just a part of me. Yeah. And seeking out events. Like I met Jonathan and uh, my buddy Rob, like at a sneaker week event. And I just went on, on my own it was like there was no like mm-hmm. nobody telling me to go or anything right. it was just like oh this seems like a cool place to meet people and having that idea of like oh i want to be around people creating their own thing that are entrepreneurs that are building their own things and because mm-hmm. that's what i want to do but i just don't know how to yet right. so how about i get closer to people that are doing those things mm-hmm. and having that clear vision is important because it's like if you don't have a vision there's going to be options around us like I used to work at Victoria Bar, like, and something I told myself, like, I was like, all right, we're not going to be hanging around the bar because all you're going to be doing is drinking and maybe drugs will be introduced, maybe not, but I don't want that for myself. Right. And being very clear, like, all right, like, when I'm done with, like, work is work, but outside of that, like, I'm going to seek events, photo exhibits, art exhibits, like events at hotels and Mm -hmm. and whatnot to be a part of and then sooner or later it's like you just start resonating with people and you start sharing more of yourself and then that's kind of like how people become uh come into your circle and into your spaces by your offering openness for others Ooh, that that touches on multiple things um i want to go back because i when you brought up ygb i'm just so proud of it i'm so proud of it because so many people have been able to connect with community because of that. And that was something I was brought into. Like YGB is not something that I created. I did not found that, but I am very, very, very happy that, yeah, my, that I'm a part of it and that I get Mm. to continue to help foster these connections for people because of the fact that like, I know people are looking for community and it's important. And it also dismantles the notion that there isn't community, there isn't black and brown people here in Portland, which is something that is also a priority to Mm -hmm. me. What is the origin of YGB and what does it stand for? Uh, YGB started in 2015. A group of black and brown creatives started that because of the lack of or the, you know, the appearance of one thing and it's another. So just like a flyer might say, Oh, and it's going to have X music that I know I like. And then you get there and it's not anything like what the flyer, maybe the music is, but you're like in a very kind of like ostracizing kind of space. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't match. Sunk, Funk and Soul by Bradley. <laughs> exactly. So um, my friend started that. And then, like I was saying, after I moved here, I um started working with the homie Natalie and that was in like 2016, 2017, and then yeah, just been doing it from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were like the like initial expressions of YGB like events mostly? Yeah, parties. It started with parties, and then we got a grant to do R Save My Life, and that's where we were able to prioritize um, Black and Brown people here in North and Northeast Portland who had been displaced from their homes, and we gave them. Um, just like some living funds, mm. um, access to some resources like uh, uh, Dr. Montserrat, who's a con- chiropractor here. Uh, there were other workshops that we set up for them. We had a larger event. We just did different things to like just continue to let people know about community being here. And then um, after that, we've been doing My People's Market each year, and that's where we 
excuse me, um, book all the black and brown entertainment for the market, but the market itself is for black and brown people, black and brown vendors, everything like that. And then we still do um, occasional parties. I still like a good party, Mm -hmm. but you know, with everything with the pandemic and such, that has shifted things, but we've also been able to still show up in the virtual space. So mm-hmm. we still like doing our thing. Yeah, picking thing. our spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm trying to be way more intentional with YGBs. Um, so I haven't been like as much on the social media side of it. Sure. And, you know, we're still doing stuff. So that's really the point. Yeah, most definitely. I definitely have been to a number of my people's markets and I've always had a great time at all of them. Like, it's like a joy. To, yeah, I to see, to yeah, it. just to see all of the the entrepreneurs like bringing like their offering to the to the space and seeing mm-hmm. it all in one space is really beautiful to yeah. see instead of like one off thing mm-hmm. like in a corner somewhere. Yeah. It's like no, 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 we're taking down like all downtown, like yes. the whole street. Let's knock you it all down. Us. Yes, <laughs> it's like we got the music going, yeah. multiple stages. Multiple stages. Yeah, like. Yeah, the last one that was in like the park blocks was amazing. Yeah, that like, was I had so a great. Who had like his burger shop, like Lowe's Burgers. Shout out. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, just like seeing like friends, family, like kids out, and just like mm-hmm. yo, like this. Yeah, the power, the power of like the community, but just seeing that we can invest in one another. Yeah. I, I like tangible things. Yes, I don't like. I, I'm so fed up with like this philosophical <laughs> pie in the sky. We're gonna make a better world. It's like when I right. see it like rooted in. Mm-hmm. reality and we're actually like mm-hmm. in each other's space and and we see it manifested in reality that's how we move things forward and, yeah and getting more people like into those places to see it to mm-hmm. see how it's actually done that it's like yo like all right in six months like get your business plan together mm-hmm. like make your candles yeah like apply to be yeah. a part of my people's market and you're up and running mm-hmm. and you, you can start an e-commerce yeah. and set up a table yeah. and you interact with the people mm-hmm. you interact with your clients and, and the people that are there to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important like that my people's market exists just to like make it real. Yeah. And there'll be another one in June of 2022. Shit. I need yes. to get my, I need to get my, uh, you do all I the have, things have, you just got through yeah, listing. I, know. I, got, I got something i got something in the work i was like okay can i get samples ready for that like like yeah. i'm trying yeah we i gotta, don't yeah i don't know if the applications are out yet but to your point yeah yeah we gotta we gotta get moving mm-hmm. and inspire one another to to get moving because yeah. we all know somebody that needs like a little nudge mm-hmm. yeah also being here in portland um when you were talking about niche and everything like that I want to start to get in the space too to connect more with people like also on the outer, like deeper in the hundreds, Gresham, stuff like that. Cause yeah, it's real that you can, you know, meet your community and everything like that and connect with the creatives and stuff like that. But I also want to get to know more locals. Like I have friends that are native to Portland and also I want to like get a little more ingratiated into the community that is not as visible, so to speak. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that definitely takes like uh kind of a bridge. Like for, for instance, sure. uh, my friend Lakayana from Word is Bond, mm-hmm. like we oh, just yeah, did I've like met a, him a couple times. Yeah, great person and it's like we did like a tour with the the young men that he mentors and they did a tour of like their neighborhood like in the hundreds and it's just like this mm-hmm. is their bus stop. This is the this is like the golf course that they uh uh caddied at and stuff like that and mm-hmm. just to 
to see that these are like mainstays these are like experiences yeah. that that we all had like a, like you've had experiences like in chicago mm-hmm. and you can show people like where you used to like right like get pop and <laughs> <laughs> and ride your bike and right. stuff like that it's like instead of just being like passive like this is like where i'm at in my life right now mm-hmm. but it's like yo like somebody had an experience here before you and like there's remnants of that experience in today that can contextualize your yeah. relationship to this environment yeah. now and for yeah sure. i think it's important for people to be able to tell their stories as well yeah i was in chicago mid february and we drove through my old neighborhood and i was with a friend and i definitely was like i just need a little moment of silence because my parents have now moved to the suburbs and we yeah just that was the home, the neighborhood that I grew up in. So mm-hmm. it just needed, like, yeah, a little, yeah. just a little moment of reverence for oh, it. But God. yeah, yeah you know, that's an, growth. That's an awkward moment. Like, a couple months ago, my brother sends me, like, a Zillow ad from the house that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, whoa, that's fucking weird. Cause I spent my childhood in this home and it was like in like a, like an upper middle class, like neighborhood, like yeah. gated community in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful home, but just like, I could just remember just like so much like feelings of trauma and just things that were kind of like under the surface that we had no clue that were like guiding our lives back mm-hmm. then. But then just to see kind of like the walls paint, like my, we had this like fly, like, like the walls were painted gray but Mm -hmm. there were like different colors so each like like angle or panel of Mm -hmm. wall was like a different shade of gray and Mm -hmm. it was sharp like super sharp right and just to see like all the walls painted white and then like like the carpet ripped up new new tile new carpet new everything Mm -hmm. everything looked like like a mega church. Yeah, you were like, 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 whose house yeah. is this? I'm like, whose is this? The only thing that they kept, though, was the island that my oh, mom put in, like a yeah. granite island. Uh-huh. I was like, you better not move that slab. Right. I was like, that thing's sharp. Like, but, this is not your house. Yeah, this is my fucking house. <laughs> but it's like, it's so wild, like how many right. memories are tied up into that home and the energy that was put into that home that still like exists yeah. there in a different... Different context. Yeah, in a different frequency or dimension. But it's like, yeah, and then just to see like the house was like listed for like 1.3 million. I'm like, yo, like what did we need to do to pay that off? Mm-hmm. Like how far we were we off yeah. from paying it back then? Like we moved into that house when I was like I don't know, like 11 or something and stayed into it till I was like 20 21, 22. Mm-hmm. So I'm like 10 years. It's like yeah. it wasn't the price that it is now. Like what could we have done? Cuz it could have been it could have been ours like we could be renting it out or living there or whatever but yeah it was it's a weird experience to to move Mm -hmm. on past a space yeah that also brings me into another conversation of just like yeah i know that there are black people doing this so i don't want it to sound like that but in a space of like exactly what you said when my parents house sold i definitely felt like dag I'm not even in a position to buy that, you know what I'm saying? And it did not sell for that much, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I'm not saying, like, 50000 but it wasn't a six-figure deal. So, you know, it just it definitely put me in a space of self-reflection of, like, what are the things you're doing that you could be, you know, more invested or have more, um, you know, resources, finances, whatever, to be able to have investments and investment properties and things, you know, that matter to you. So it definitely... All I'm saying is it definitely put me in a different space of positioning and just 
thinking of things differently. And even let's just say I changed my mind and didn't want it. The fact that I could even afford it to me means something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely I love that, by the way, because it's like that 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 moment of like it's it's I don't even know if it's like a learned like helplessness or some sort. It's like, yo, yeah. if I wanted to do something about it, I want to be able to do something about it. And what are the things that I need to do? holding myself accountable right. to that and but it's like it's it creates a map though it's mm-hmm. like you need that experience to like activate something within us to move forward and yeah. know what we actually want yeah. in our lives it's like it's like oh just the opportunity to mm-hmm. to to be able to do that is enough yeah not so much like actually getting mm-hmm. it because i probably go on the other side like another part of time right. like no i want that one <laughs> <laughs> but just having like the ability to do so and like like you'll see like examples of like rappers or somebody will do something where it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. like bought my mama's house cash and yeah or like bought this cash mm-hmm. just because i could right. just to see the smile on my mama's face right like that kind of shit yes. like like it, it becomes bigger than like an ego thing yeah. it becomes there's like this like spiritual like power that we can wield with like the mm-hmm. tools of this physical material world yeah. and how do we master ourselves and able to wield these these powers, you know, sure, it's like sure. to be able to gain access to mm-hmm. the best health care, to gain access to the best spaces, healing practices. It's like I want to get massages every fucking like every every week, like three, three massages a month. Yeah. Yo, what do I need to do to get three massages a month to do to have a sauna in my home? Mm-hmm. Like to have like an art, like to have a have a studio mm-hmm. that's separate from home. And like, what are th- these things break down into costs? Yeah. And what is required of me to to get that? Yeah. So uh, you touch on multiple things. I mean, one, you're what you you saying it, putting it out there starts. You know, that's the start of it, right? Right there. You yeah. know, you have this podcast, but even beyond that, you just said it aloud. So I think that starts to like bring it in your cycle. And mm-hmm. th- three massages a year. Not a can, year, a I month. I mean, excuse me, a, a month. month. Excuse me, I said yeah. that wrong. Three massages a month, easily, I think you can get that. And then the other things, they, you know, will formulate. Other thing, when you were talking about a map, like, I've been breaking down things way more than I did in the past. And breakthrough that breaking down has gave me the visuals to see what things really are, what they really cost, what they really do. Like, you know, once again... Some of it is just to see, you know, um, a question that comes up often for creatives is like, you know, how to charge somebody for something like what's my rate. And a homie put me up. What my friend said to me years ago was like, well, what do you feel comfortable with? Like what feels like a good start for you? And then kind of go from there. And through that, you know, when we want to do things or make certain stuff happen, I'm just trying to get to the point of like, just start to map it out for yourself. What really do you think this will cost for you? What are the things that you need to do to make this happen? If it's timeline or the actual logistics of it, the people, you know, all of that. And yeah, I do want to encourage people to execute on it. I'm just saying sometimes you just need to get in the headspace of seeing it, you know, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is. I want to throw a party, a concert, a poetry reading. Just look at it. Just write it all down and then look at it. And like that, I feel like just opens up a whole nother, a whole nother space. And I think it gets into like also the visualization of things. 
because if you can see it, if you can imagine it, if you can vision it, these things, you know, start to come, these things start to happen. And I also want to add the like, when you were talking about, um, like the rappers doing things and having money to like support, not just, excuse me, the word is not support to share and, um, you know, just like do nice things for friends and family. Like that shit feels good too. Like there are ways that I also, when I vision, when I think of what my home looks like, feels like I see my parents there. I see my sisters there. Mm -hmm. I see other family members there and, you know, and they be them being excited for me, you know, as well. So, just saying all the things just see it and you can map it out and bring it all into the fold of you know the life like people are like smell like when when you want something what does it feel look touch like what is the actual experience you're having with said thing Mm -hmm. yeah i think it gain we gain confidence when we know that we're on the right path yeah for sure like when it's like this conversation i'm like oh yeah like we're on the right path right Mm -hmm. now like we're speaking it into existence we're being the people that we need to be yeah in order to activate ourselves but then hopefully activate people that are coming up behind us and and pushing the people that perceptually are in front of us and be like no you can do it like let's go let's go let's go sure um but yeah similarly like being able to see it like i've shared a couple of times like i just like envision i have like this clear vision of like being like on a house like on like like a mountain like overlooking the ocean like a cliff and it's like a wooden deck Mm -hmm. lights like the sun's coming down like sunset has just Mm -hmm. passed there's market lighting and i'm coming out of like the kitchen with like a big old plate of food and there's a bunch of friends and family in a Mm -hmm. long table on the deck nice and it's like all of my people Mm -hmm. and we're all just happy i'm wearing white linen barefoot Mm -hmm. the boat cruise yeah i'm just yeah i'm just and it's just like and it's like the temperature is beautiful it's like it's not too hot not too cold yeah and it's just like everyone's happy Uh i'm just like okay like that's where i'm going for like that's that's the direction you can have it i know Mm -hmm. and i will and it's it's beautiful to know that it's like all right this is the path let's just stay aware and Mm -hmm. not and not get seduced by things that that don't that won't guide me yeah. to that place because it's like the universe is rolling out the red carpet for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, but then there's all these other things that that look nice on the exterior, but we know that, or maybe sometimes we do do need to take those detours, and then it'll guide us back to the path. Yeah, yeah. but not not punishing ourselves for when we when we get off, but just knowing that like there is this larger thing, and the clearer that we are about it, mm-hmm. it's uh, the more likely we're gonna see it. Yeah. And while I'm all about, you know, getting to the goal or whatever, it's also it is good sometimes to get off whatever we think our path is supposed to be because it gives you a different experience and context. You know, it helps you like just navigate that whole thing differently. So I totally get that because the path is still going to be the path, as my cousin says, you know, you're still going to end up fulfilling your purpose. So, yeah, eventually. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think trying a lot of things is so important. Like you got to know like what you like and what you don't like yeah, at some helpful. point instead of just like deciding uh, early on it's like, "Oh, this is what I was right. meant to do." And whether that's in an office somewhere or out on the farm or whatever the thing is, it's like if that's all you know mm-hmm. and you have like this yearning but it's like this deep discontent. It's yeah. like what do you what brings us to 
say, you know what, I'm going to start trying those other things to see if there's yeah. another thing out there. Cause that's the thing, like, like my biggest fear is like having my truth or like my essence, like my highest expression, like die within me without mm, me expressing it. That's real. And I'm just like, fuck, like I can't do that. It's mm-hmm. like, I, t- I just look at my dad and like, that's mm-hmm. encapsulated is like, yeah. he has this deep truth within him mm-hmm. that he is yet to tell anybody yeah. that his actions are so like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know like choreographed as to like i'm just like that's not real yeah. like i could just feel it i'm uh-huh. like yo you, this ain't real yeah and it's never been real yeah and what is holding you back from being real uh-huh. and you just won't tell anybody and like that's the thing that i'm like i can't do yeah. that that right there just seems like death okay then i have a question for you yes then how do you navigate you know I know how this is going to sound, but I'm going to just go with it. How do you navigate, you know, some of the personal fears or holdups, hesitations that can, you know, block one from doing whatever they're called to do? Because I think that's what, like, I'm just bringing it up because it feels very relatable. There's mm-hmm. ways in which I know I've navigated my life and such and trying to, like, move past that. So I'm just curious mm-hmm. how you navigate these things. Yeah, I think it's just first is being aware of it. It's just like knowing that we're not perfect and we have shit to work on. And then I think some of them are easier to like barriers to cross. And it's like allowing yourself the experience and the time necessary to cross the ones that you cross at that time. Yeah. And then through like years, this is like a year to year to year to year moment to moment process. But it's like there's going to be that point where it's like you've gained enough experience and knowledge and wisdom that you can exert yourself to achieve a goal right. or to 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 speak to somebody at an event or whatever that wall is for yourself mm-hmm. it's like you've done enough to be like you know what even though i it's not guaranteed that the right. outcome is going to be in my favor i feel good enough about myself and my right. self worth that I'm going to put myself out there mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't fall in my favor, like I know that it was still the right thing to do because I knew that was going to push me. That's yeah. the thing is like seeing the ways that we can push mm-hmm. ourselves and building up to that point. But sometimes you're not going to be ready for it and knowing that I can still do this even yeah. though I'm not ready. And that's yeah. the, that I think that unwavering self love mm-hmm. is the superpower that we like need to keep pouring into is like, yeah. I love myself so fucking right. much that no matter how this thing works out, right. I'm on my team regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that's motivated or at least uh, propelled me forward through the unknown and allowed me to like not be fearful of making so many mistakes mm-hmm. and being perfect. And once the facade of, these corporate like businesses and teams and productions right. and who are propping themselves up on mm-hmm. the backs of the real creatives or the, right. the muses that they choose to right. promote into the world. It's just like, or Oh, consume. you get, yeah, you get, yeah, you get a peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. and it's a, f- a flawed, like anxious system. And I'm just like, uh, yeah that's not what you promote yeah. like, like you, you think y'all are you think y'all are actually like the reason why this thing has the pull it does it's the fucking like the muse it's like the kobe bryant's and it's the yeah it's the real like the ones that you gain your inspiration from but then when you break things down speaking of like of like a advertising marketing video space it's like 
these are all individual jobs. Like there's somebody's job who is to have the camera in their ha- their hand, mm-hmm. and they train their lives to to document that, and yeah. they happen to get hired for that job. There was the person who's the makeup artist. Mm-hmm. There's the person that was like the creative strategist. And when you start like breaking things down, as you were saying before, yeah, things become less daunting. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you it's like the Wizard of Oz and you peek behind the curtain and it's just like, oh, these are all just moving parts instead of objectively like looking at like a stage and being like, look at this giant production. Right. And you get psyched. You mm-hmm. get psyched out of like your you compare yourself to the full scale production right. rather than the moving parts. Like the director just had like like their child like died and they're 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 sad and, and morose. Yes. But the image of the production <laughs> Right. You wouldn't pick up on disregar- that. Right. Yeah, it disregards the humanity mm-hmm. of the moving parts. And I think when we see ourselves uh I guess when, like, when we when we see each other and we see ourselves as just like people just trying to figure it out, right? We don't compare ourselves unfairly to the accomplishments of others or the place that that marketing strategies have created this internal environment of unworthiness. It's like let's strip all of it down. Let's invest into ourselves. Let's build our confidence and know that we can do anything. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> it, it answers a lot of things. <laughs> it touches on a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. No, that's good. Um, I did have some follow up, but I think I kind of lost it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I got lost in that. But, but yeah, like, like I, I get hung up on shit too. There's still plenty yeah, of things of course, that I'm we like, all do. I'm like, I'm like, damn, when am I gonna address this thing? When am I gonna address this elephant in the room? And then I'll busy myself with. Yeah, the things that I like yeah, that I like because like, I like uh, this and I like and I've already like I feel like I just started like believing in myself and num- like the last number of years and I'm like catching a wave and I'm yeah. like shit like I just got to this point like I'm gonna enjoy this shit yeah. and like see what comes from it um but That's- there are other personal growth milestones that I need to like acknowledge keep, yeah acknowledge and then invest in to make that that the next step turn because i've turned mm. a turned a leaf in like the personal awareness creativity space and there's still so much more to go but do i leave here to go to the other like interpersonal relationship space and invest in that and it's it's all just moving around but i'm just having so much more fun over here so. i feel that yeah i think um for sure man i definitely let people know like there's ways the Rashonda that you see now, yeah, that's me, but there's ways I definitely had to work myself up to this point. You know, how people here in Portland have met me is not the Chicago, you know, not the Rashonda you met when I was in Chicago, mm. when I was in my early 20s. And not just because of age. I mean, the yes, that plays a part and maturity plays a part. It's just, it's just different. And I'm different because of the space that I'm in and life that's lived. So, For sure. And it also makes me think of like what you're saying about certain fear. Like I enjoy the phrase like, but do it while you're scared. Like just, Mm -hmm. just bring it along. Like your fear, your anxiety, your love, your hate, you know, the fun, whatever the emotion you're going through that is attached to this thing or why you're doing certain things, just bring it along. Cause there's been plenty of times. Yeah. I've been nervous about something and me and my nerves still went ahead, you know, and did the thing. And, 
that's that is like back to what we were talking about earlier like the consistency of it and how you get you know from the next point to the other point and also I do think that we need to give ourselves more um gratitude and thanks for the things that we are doing because like that deserves acknowledgement you know and I think often we're too focused on what's not happening I mean I feel like I've shifted out of that space a lot and I'm also acknowledging there's ways that still shows up for me. Um, I, for example, I recently got a, a business mentor and there's this organization that offers it for free. It's called score.org. This is not a promotion for it. It's just what I did. Um, and the guy, he was like, Rashonda, I got this feeling that like, you know, like you're kind of disappointed with yourself. And like when he said that, like he legit saw me, you know, like, yes. And to his point, I was also like, there's a way like yeah, that exists. That's not my everyday vibe. I don't think that I'm not doing enough on a regular, but there is, yeah, a, a small percentage where I feel like I'm not. And maybe that's from socialization. Maybe that's from like a myriad of other things that I could spend time trying to figure it out. But I don't also want to do that because that takes more time and I could be in the business of doing, you know, whatever. But as I continue to like go on this journey, I will take some time to address that because like it's a real thing and not that it needs to be fixed, but there is a way I want to be more aware of why, you know, why do I think that? Why would I think that when I'm doing plenty, excuse me, when I'm doing plenty? So, yeah. Yeah, I experience that yeah. like all the time, too. And I think, I don't know, if if it's tied to like the doing, it's like as long as I'm doing things, I don't mm-hmm. have time to like doubt and to like yeah. go through that place. But it's like sometimes like like the phone's not ringing. And it's like, how do you how do you maintain like confidence like throughout that phase and Mm -hmm. just know that like the next wave is coming like at some point, like I think you tapped into something for sure is like the gratitude component. Like that is like really feeling gratitude for like the journey that you've been on and being able to like get to this point today to sit here. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, like you're a fucking like champion. (laughs) Like, like, like all of us are. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think gratitude is one of the most untapped resources within humans because it's a feeling mm-hmm. and it, it changes our body chemistry when we really have thank when we're thankful yeah. for like, like the perseverance of like our, our ancestors, our grandparents. It's like, yo, like yeah. our grandparents, like our grandparents could have gotten murdered on the street for no reason. Mm-hmm. Sadly, any some point. people's we, have. And, and, and we could too, yeah. but it's like back then yeah. it's like the likelihood was so much higher than it is now and it's like yo like i don't even know if i want to say it is higher but yeah yeah. publicize yeah but like that just have like the simple things too it's just like oh my gosh like my mom was so damn strong like to go through what she went through the things that she never told me that she went through i know she went through a lot of pain yeah and it's like that's a part of me now and it's like having compassion yeah and just tapping into that space and it's like if you just if you flip over to gratitude and it's a switch and you you immediately have like this like place where you're just like association. It's like, what am I grateful for? It's like, I run to my brother. I'm like, Oh my God, he's so brilliant. I love my brother. Oh my gosh. Like my mom, my grandparents. And then it's like, then you go to places where "Mm, I don't fuck with them, but I'm still grateful for my dad. Mm -hmm. Like 
thank you so much. I, I know your journey has been tough. I know you maybe have not faced certain things in your life and right. you've passed those things on to me, mm-hmm. but now it's my responsibility. Yeah. The things, the blocks that you have, mm-hmm. I have those same things and I recognize them within myself, but I have the opportunity now. Yeah. And thank you for this opportunity for me to grow and, uh, and take on this role to move our family forward. Mm-hmm. And I think when we connect deeply to that sense of purpose and yeah. gratitude, then everything around the situation becomes okay. It's like, oh, I can deal with this. Like, yeah, I'm fucking blessed. This, right? yeah, 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 I got this. I'm black. <laughs> um, that also makes me think about just the joy of achieving for your ancestors, for your family, you know, and in a non-pressure kind of way because we are afforded a whole level of different opportunities that in some ways was not, you know, accessible. You know, like, creativity has always existed and also, like, I can't, I mean, it's so many things that I know my grandparents didn't do. I can't speak to all the things that they wanted to do. I just know that like their level of opportunities are not the opportunities that I have now. So in my gratitude, I am grateful like for them and to be in this position and to be able to represent for them, you know, and everything. And that alone really feels good. Mm hmm. Yeah, I and it's weird like thinking of just like about like my grandparents, mm-hmm. like they're from uh, Youngstown, Ohio, and just like the confidence that our grandparents had, and just like the matter of factness yes. of of our grandparents, yeah. it's like I, is that missing these days? Mm, like I, I feel like know. I don't know. I, I look so. around and it's just like mm-hmm. I I just see a lot of like uncertainty, and I think it's been manufactured mm-hmm. over time. Where it's like back then you had to be strong. Yeah. Like here, I feel like strength is kind of like take it or leave it. Or at least like we'd rather you be a consumer than mm-hmm. strong and have your own perspective. Let's I get that. onboard these saying. perspectives. Yeah. Like you have to think like this now. Instead of then it was just like, no, nah, this is I'm going this way mm-hmm. and you can't stop me. Here we can be co- coerced. It's like, oh, now we have 10 different options. We have this shade. We have that thing. We got this thing and we got the sweet one. We got the we got this one. And it's just like, God damn, like paralyzed for decisions that we don't even know what we want anymore. Analysis paralysis. Yeah. It was like we're sitting here and we're like, uh, I like them all. But I haven't really sat down and right. considered what I truly wanted. But then back then it's like I could just imagine like my my grandmother with like her hat. She's like, I want that hat. Mm-hmm. No, there's all these other hats on the row. She's like, I want that hat. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's just like, uh, I guess like half-hearted, yes, mm-hmm. but it's still you're out, like you're still like paying for something yeah. you don't want. Yeah, but no, I mean <laughs> yes to what you're saying, <laughs> but no to the fact of like don't pay for things you don't want. Um, I think it's also like for real context. There are ways, yes, that we have more options. So therefore, I can see how people get caught up in like the the labor of decision making and also the options of our grandparents days um i just think was is different and i think you know how you are sharing that is also obviously like a perception you know what i'm saying like i'm sure, sure they're sure. like you know not to counter what you're saying but i'm sure there are ways at which to our grandparents felt overwhelmed by choice you yeah. know even though yeah. it is very much perceived in some ways they had less choice so like 
all I'm trying to say is like a bit, a bit of both on both yeah, ends. There's ways that their choices were made for them. I think in a larger context that we see historically in books and also other conversations. But I think on the day to day too, there's some ways they had as much choice or options. It's hard to really say because I didn't live in those times. But yeah, I sure. just I think I don't want to. Uh, I think sometimes the way it's all played out in history also takes away from what people did have mm-hmm. most definitely and it's uh, i think like the the character like the structure of somebody like yeah. a lot of it is just like you got to protect yourself mm-hmm. too it's like you can't be perceived as someone who can be like weak in yeah. a certain situation yeah. so oh, a lot God. of it is yeah. posturing as well it's like yes. it's gonna be this way yes. and that's it and that like, posture and i'm like i'm like people today are are weak like we're out here like, but I like think, we're, we're pushovers out here and we don't have any like yeah it's so different <laughs> i mean strength is like it's a range like anything else and to your point i think there are ways that which people are finding strength in other ways than like from then because you're right there was a different whole different way people need to live like this term resilience um when i did the panel recently that was a question that came up like you know how are you being resilient and all that and i'm just like i'm actually tired of resilience and being Mm -hmm. resilient but i bring that up because of what you're saying like the choices and things that our grandparents had to go through that was part of their resiliency and therefore yeah but i'm sure they also were tired of that you know, like mm-hmm. there's ways in which that resiliency is important. It's a tool. It's great to have it. And also when that becomes such a benchmarker of who you are as a person, your DNA, your lineage, your culture, all of that strength and the other things sometimes that get tied to it can be also just as exhausting. Yeah. Well, it's like resilience is inherent. It's like it's just like a natural quality. It's not something that is like consciously like like invested into it just like no like i i am therefore i am Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm here as long as i'm here i'm resilient yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah so you expressed early in the podcast that you were interested in like video stuff and i want to kind of tap into like what your creative like vision is and your outputs and the things that inspire Mm -hmm. you and and what you like to create in Uh this world um black people inspire me (laughs) black content black expression black love just black people being i just love black people i just love us i love us um i have been working on a web series for the past i don't know feels like 20 30 years but probably just like 10 and it keeps morphing because it's um a personal story but it's loosely um you know based on life like how i lived in san francisco and now framing it to being here in portland and i think when you were also talking about being open what has been a little oh yeah i'll be frank difficult for me to get it out is because there's a way i need to be open with myself and open publicly you know and not that i'm sharing you know, the deepest parts of myself or anything like that. It's just the the baseline of sharing and being open, you know, with your art and with your creativity. And there's ways that I do show up, but I don't always get as personally open with the public public, like, mm-hmm. you know, the homies and all that. But like, 
Yeah, so that's the thing I'm really trying to unearth, like, to see it through, to get it done, because it's important. It's been on my brain for a long time, and there's no reason I can think of that I shouldn't share it. So, you know, just Mm -hmm. trying to get in deeper. And it's coming up for me like that because now I'm also in a position where I have resources to make it happen. So it's like, Rashonda, what are you doing? Just finish it. So, um. To my benefit, I've been taking writing classes. I've been reading and researching. I've been breaking things down. I've been working on other people's projects, different stuff like that. So I can see this web series through. It's just, I really like, I don't know, this month, this year really tapped into the fact that like part of what's holding you back is that you don't want to open up. Mm. And that is the part that I'm trying to like work through to be more open but i'm also trying to be more open with my feelings you know air signs i'm a libra air signs are not the most like (laughs) always uh emotionally there you know like i don't want to get all into astrology even though i love that shit but point being is (laughs) there's just a way and it's not just air sign things it's also my environment and how i was raised that uh yeah opening up is not always my go-to even though i do like to for certain people yeah that's Chicago for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah. But s- staying on on track, like mm-hmm. I definitely like feel like where you're coming from and like like that, like waiting in the queue for so long. And it's like it just becomes unbearable at yeah. some point. There's just like they're just right. You've exhausted every single right. excuse as to why this right. thing needs to be held up. And I was the same. I just launched my website like three weeks ago it's like i need to create a funnel for people to contact me Mm -hmm. outside of fucking instagram Mm -hmm. like what like like how are people supposed to request my services Mm -hmm. if they can't just sign up at a place like why why am i withholding this opportunity for people to show up and to participate and i finally like i ran out of excuses i was like Mm -hmm. yo like this thing's moving without with or without you aaron do you want to do this or not Right, and you don't want to be sad because that's the yeah. other thing. If you don't do it, you become sad. Yeah, and you just fucking wait around and right. shit. And it's I think we overcomplicate by like placing mm-hmm. new tasks in front of us oh on top God. of the I other ones, and just like, <laughs> oh, I gotta do this now, yeah. or I gotta get this camera, yeah. and I gotta find yeah. this person, and just yeah. like, nah, you have everything you need. You can start today. You can. Like you could start right now like type of thing like right, right if after you this need podcast. help like yeah if you need anything <laughs> like i would like i would like to act in it if mm-hmm. i can like let's fucking roll okay. like i'm i'm here to to mm-hmm. support and to be a part of creating things because it's like we have to be the examples yeah. for anybody else to see yes. like oh it can be done yeah you can create a web series mm-hmm. and and i'm sure there's plenty of people that will echo the words that i just said it's just like yo yeah. like let's let's do it let's step out of the uh-huh. the mind and the philosophies and all that kind of stuff and and put pen to paper and and get for it sure. done the homie vincent has been on me about it for <laughs> a long time <laughs> Shout like out to since vincent. i mentioned it he has regular check-ins with me about it like uh-huh. you know you know how vincent you can talk to him but that <laughs> that was one of one of one things he always ask about but yes there's so many ways that i know i'm going to do it there's other ideas that i also want to see happen and i don't want to keep waiting because also me and Issa ray are meant to be friends so oh, you yeah. know this yeah, is also that's already help written that's push, already written push that push that trajectory up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah we need 
like we need these projects in the world like i got like my list over there and it's like i think i was saying earlier it's like there's no, no better feeling than crossing something yeah. off the list like Being even if finisher. it's small even if it's a tiny thing just yes having an intention crossing it off even if it's just like oh like phone call with somebody and mm-hmm. it's written on the board and just i did it like that's yeah. i don't know it becomes addicting after a while because it then can. it's just like completion getting to completion is a euphoric feeling yeah i started habit tracking that's what in my that's part of what's in my notebook Mm. and it's just um it could be anything like i put in i want to build some upper body strength so i put in my push-ups i do like 15 to 20 i put water tracking in there um chanting in prayer Mm. and then i also put stuff down for my script writing just you know it's real just put out the uh days of the month and then you just circle them highlight them whatever Mm -hmm. but it becomes to your point addicting and also habit uh habit tracker builds habits so Mm -hmm. that's also the other reason i started doing it and it's yeah it's 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 been helpful for sure what are the ones that you feel like have like i don't say the most benefit are the ones that you just feel like are transferable or at least like that fit your lifestyle that you're because it's like not every habit is one that we're going to like right. bring on and be like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the all like the end all be all type of no. thing. But what are the ones that you're like, oh, like this thing is is really working for me? Yeah. The um, chanting and prayer, the script and my push ups. I mean, <laughs> water for sure. There's a way at which I want to up my uh, water. But those. Yeah. See that big old water bottle uh-huh. over there. I I'm do like, see I'm it. like, I had to. I had one like it's a gallon water Mm -hmm. bottle and I had one that was plastic and it broke but I was Mm -hmm. like like on my water and then it broke and then I just got a different yeah I got dehydrated (laughs) and then I had to get a new one what is prayer your experience of prayer look like is that too personal no 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 I just inhale exhale because it's like breath um I grew up in the church but not as churchy anymore um and then more recently yeah my Vaughn my, my Vaughn my cousin Vaughn my and Vaughn. I which is still true um my cousin Vaughn and I we started like chanting like the Nam Yo Ho Renge Ko oh, and Nam Yo Ho yeah and I'm not oh, not Buddhist or at this time seeking to be Buddhist I just enjoyed like the repetition of it mm-hmm. I enjoyed spending that time with her and it's just a good feeling. Now, what I will add is as we've been doing it, I've definitely had some moments that um, not out of body, but kind of like you just really feel like in the zone and you can like see things straight up. So that happens. Um, and my relationship to it is just I believe we're all energy. And this is just another way to like source and tap into your energy, the energy in the space, you know, wherever you want it to go. I think it also can be a way at which you can see how you might want to close off some of your energy, you know, cause there's ways that we are just kind of like out here, so to speak. So my relationship with prayer, like I was saying, is like breath. It's a very important and vital thing. I won't front. I mean, sometimes I don't pray every, no, that's actually not true. I pray every day mm-hmm. in some ways, even if it's just to wake up and say, thank you. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prayer has definitely like transformed my relationship to just being mm-hmm. here. It's like, oh, like there's this organizing consciousness that yeah. is much bigger, that is a part of all of us, and recognizing it as mm-hmm. such and treating that with reverence, holding, creating reverence 
having reverence for self yeah. as a part of the larger whole mm-hmm. um, is definitely like, I don't know, made life like less pressure. It's not, I'm not so ego driven yeah. to be like, oh, I got to be perfect and I got to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, like you said, just like, thank you. Oh my gosh. Like, thank you so much right. for allowing me to be here and to share my gifts. And hopefully mm-hmm. I can just do my part in this, in yeah. this symphony that we're all like playing together. Um, and I think yeah. just not getting too, as we talked about, heady about it. Like, prayer for me also obviously does not have to be to a being. You know, prayer can look like meditation. Prayer is just the silencing. Or actually, we should in some ways be more vocal. But I'm just saying, like, taking the time to do this thing in this moment. If it be 30 seconds, 30 minutes, whatever. Just, yeah, it's just a, a point of checking in with yourself and connecting with what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like concentrating yeah. our attention on our intention. Yes. Uh, yes. Look at you. <laughs> I know. I should do this for a living or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Well, we're coming up on time. I've had a wonderful time speaking with Same. you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, well, um, you're going to see my podcast, hopefully. Oh, that is all wrong. You're going to yeah, no, see no, no, my that's west. How it works. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. I was at one point, yeah, working with some friends on a podcast. So maybe that's still true. But what I really wanted to say is that you will see my web series. Um, Let's let's plan for 2023. We're like pre-production is happening as in I have so much content and I'm still writing, writing on it. I also want to build a writer's room. So that's also the other thing that is why it's moving in a different pace. Mm hmm. Um, you can follow me on YGB Portland, YGB Portland, YGB stands for young, gifted, black and brown, similar to the song, which is actually young, gifted and black, but you got it. And then, um, I also manage a local group here called Brown Calculus and you can follow them on Instagram, Brown, like the color calculus, like the math. And I'm just out here growing and just doing the things and, you know, supporting my people. Most definitely. Well, thank you, Rashonda. Thank you for having me, Aaron. Aaron Robinson. (laughs) And thank you all for listening to Opening Presents. (laughs) 